you know, our Colossians 3.3 says, In, to this world we've died our connection with it the nature we were born with when we were born has gone because we've been given a new nature we've actually haven't got another nature this is physical body but that's got no say in anything in all honesty that's just going to grow old deteriorate and going to go back to the dust from where he came from but the spirit that we've been made alive by Jesus is a life-giving spirit the life-giving spirit and we belong more in the supernatural realm that we've been talking about earlier on than we do on this earth you may not feel like it but you're not meant to feel it you're meant to believe it Say, I'm not meant to feel it. I'm not meant to feel it. I'm meant to believe it. I'm meant to believe it. And that's everything that we have in our, in our relationship with God. Sometimes we feel something. Like I said earlier, sometimes we smell something. Sometimes you see things supernaturally taking place. But most of the time, the Bible said, the just walk by faith. And the only way that we can, I mean, this gift of faith that God's given us, we talked about it last week, is a gift that he's given, he's put, it's his faith, it's there being put in us. And that's, I'll find you the scripture again. How do we overcome the world? It says this in 1 John 5 verse 4. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. There are people, men with lots of degrees and super, super clever, and they can't get an ounce of inkling to have to believe in what we're worshipping tonight and who we're worshipping. Man, they give all the money they got if they could just get an inkling of the truth of the reality that we can raise our hands and whatever and however you choose to worship because you're besotted with him he's important to you and that all, all they've got is the information that they've learned over the years and years of study and maybe years and years of success in the business world and they've, they've got lots of money but they haven't got faith there's a story, the story in the Bible about a guy who chased around Simon the Sorcerer I think it is I, I'm, I'm, this isn't something that's just coming to my mind as I'm talking to you guys and he chased around trying to get the gift I want the gift I want the gift to be able to heal I want the gift to be inspiring and do you know what, he tried to buy it and he can't be bought you or we have something that's priceless but how do we envision that well we come to church on a Sunday well that's just a snippet of a week and an even less snippet of a lifetime isn't it
1 John 5.19 says that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. I just want to maintain this because we are having to go into, you leave here on a Sunday, on a Sunday night you go to sleep, watch a bit of telly maybe, Sunday morning we go back into the system of things again. We need to recognise that that system is designed to create problems. Okay. The whole world is under the sway of the evil one. The evil one doesn't want us to know the truth. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yet the whole system is there, working and designed to burden us to bring anxiety and fear and contempt and debt and sickness. It's a happy meeting, isn't it? But I'm not telling you anything that none of you haven't already experienced. Of course that's the truth, but it is. And I've had an absolute terrible two or three days. Awful. And it isn't finished yet. But the truth is, the opportunity comes, and I want to worship. Because, you know, worship is incredible. Because there's a story of a woman who found out she had cancer. And she's a Christian believer. And she heard it. And the same reputation that this thing has got brings it, roars its ugly head up and this person quivers down at the thought of it, born again. So she goes on the plight to deal with it and she starts taking the things we talk about, the scriptures we share. Lord, I thank you that I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. Isaiah 53.5 And when she was saying that, she felt absolutely weak because that was like a whisper. And cancer was a big name that had lots of power and death and pain and all that. And the process had to go on. And she stood and she started worshipping and she starts praising and she starts... No, I'm not talking about three hours. I'm talking about six, nine, twelve months where she's working and reading and understanding what Jesus has paid for because that's the way she dealt it. And then she prayed, thank you, Lord, I'm healed. She's going across the symptoms. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. And gradually, over that period of time, the shout of cancer diminished and faded. And the scales tipped so that when she was sharing the truth, that she's healed, that over that time, the tipping point changed, so that the truth was victorious, even our faith. Guess what happened? She was healed. She was healed. Because the very reputation of that disease lost its power when the person recognised what's in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. There's no other greater name in all the earth by which man can be saved other than the name of Jesus. Mm. 
And these are things, they're not fine sounding arguments. This is stuff we have to put into us. Put into us and let it be a part of us so that when we come to worship him, we're not worshipping because the words, the words are nice and they can be nice, don't get me wrong. But because the truth of the matter is, without him, we'd be lost. And I can say that for me. I can't say that for you, Chris. I can't say that for you, Tony. The lightning is sung. You loosed the cords of sinfulness and broke the chains of my disgrace. That's a line that brings me and just wakes me up again. Because I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget in order for it to feel condemned, but I want it to be reminded of me so I'm thankful. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't look at Jesus in pain and suffering because I feel sorry for him. I'm looking to Jesus taking the price and paying the price and being punished because it sets me free and gave me victory. And Jesus himself said, for the joy set before him. Jesus knew he was going to be crucified. And the Bible says, for the joy set before him. Incredible. Think about that. The Christians being taken into the arena, facing the lions. It's recorded in history that at least seven Roman centurions dropped their shields and their swords and their weapons and walked into the arena with the Christians. And they were singing. They were worshipping. Because they knew what they were gonna do, what had to be done. It's the price of what has to be paid. Today, in this world, Christians are being killed. Today, it's happening. So we talk about worship. These are the things we teach here because we believe them. We spent some time in the last year talking about the creed and what we believe. Now, I'm not here tipping milk into your mouths and saying, drink this. What I'm saying to you is, think about it. Think about what you believe because you've got to stand up by your convictions. You've got to stand up and, and make decisions. And people want to say, well, why do you believe that then? Well, because of this scripture there, and because of this scripture here, and because of all the different things, is why I know that I believe what I said, and they go, wow. You've made a decision about that. That's really good. How did you get to that? Can I know? But what we believe here, in the traditional church, we're, we're a minority. I just want to let you know. We're a minority. The church is a minority on the whole, but what we believe is a minority. 
you can talk to me about that after the after the meeting if you want to ask different things of what we believe and then go and check them out and that brings up problems for in the last days of which I believe we're in because the whole government is under the sway of the evil one okay and they're pushing towards getting the one world faith right I know a person who's a lovely guy right lovely guy All roads lead to God. There's lots of different gods with different names, but they're all the same God. Multi-faith, one world church. That's what's being taught. I shouldn't, you know, legally, I can't tell you Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And I'm going to tell you, there isn't any, any other roads to God except through him. I'm not legally able to tell that in front it's I'm breaking the law by telling you that in England tonight. I'm not allowed to. It's not right. But we're not a people who compromise what we believe. That's key. Because when we start compromising what we believe, we start dealing with the heart, not the muscle that pumps the blood around but what's at the core of our being because remember worshipping God is worshipping in spirit and in truth this is key to new covenant what we're in tonight new covenant when Jesus died and was buried and rose again there was a whole new covenant birthed after his blood was laid down and God comes and dwells inside people before the new covenant we just followed a whole great big book of rules but the new covenant has brought it into every single one of us listen to this I'm going to read it in the normal one in the, in the New King James, and then I'm going to read this in the Amplified, but this is it. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the dis discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Well, that's a lot, isn't it? That's the first scripture I learned verbatim. I can get pretty close to that now. Right? Listen to this. The Amplified is great. The same verse. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Listen making it active, operative, energising and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, 
soul in brackets and in brackets the immortal spirit of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing parts of our planet and analysing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart now in short it isn't what we do it's what why we do because the word of God is living and active and it works to looking at the intent what's the reason why we're doing these things is it to get some praise from a man well I get a praise from a man and my reward's gone I've got my reward already but if we're doing this because we worship him and we're doing it with an understanding and our response of that is love and we're doing the things that we do because we love him and we're just besotted with him then that's a good reason to do because you're not being forced to do it we're doing it because we love him do you understand the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword it pierces to divide in the soul and spirit the bow and the marrow produces the thoughts and attitudes of the heart it stops the feelings it separates the feelings of our soul but the truth of our spirit the real intent of what we're really made of is what's at judge in us tonight powerful powerful grace God is amazing he's incredible and he set it up so that any excuse we might have not to he said don't worry there's no reason for you not to I've dealt with it all <laughs> I've dealt with it all there's no reason any longer why would you not want life why would you not want love why would you not want purpose why would you not want compassion why would you not want hope and God said you've got it all you've got it all and what do we do? What? Oh God, this is incredible. But because we can't taste it, see it, heal it, feel it, touch it, we don't think it's safe. But these bodies are dead to the spiritual world. What is alive to the spiritual world is the victory over the world, even our faith. We've got to just believe this. Believe it. Believe what I'm telling you Because coming to church doesn't fulfill God's purpose for you. Coming to church with the purpose to want to know the people, know Him, is you've just started to tickle the journey and enjoy life. And then start organising your life according to the word. That's worship valuing him enough to say I'm not doing this anymore but I'm going to do that instead that's worship listen to this 
Matthew 4, verse 8 to 10, it's talking about when Jesus was tempted by the devil. Okay, and it says this. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the, of the world and their glory. And he said to him, the devil said to Jesus, all these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you serve. I said last week, the choices we make, and the, the things we choose to follow, determine who we're giving homage to or worship. Because in the world, it lies under the sway of the evil one. But we don't belong to the world. We're just passing through. Say, I'm just passing through. Who knows how long I'm going to be here? I suppose it all depends on Jesus. And I'm telling you the truth. We're just passing through. The Bible says that your life is a vapour. Boil the kettle and a bit of vapour comes up in the air. Watch it for a bit and what happens? That's your life on this earth. But you've got an eternal life. Alive and bubbling on the inside. And it came when he came. So I'm going to live forever. You'll live forever. I mean, don't say, but your eyes are going to, like you're looking at me, you're going to look in the eyes of Jesus. Hey, son. It's incredible, wonderful. And when he looks at you, he's going to look at you and you're going to just feel so much compassion, so much love, so much care. And you, I think I've said it before, I'm going to run, man, and just jump on him, grab him. Because, because that's the way he's loving me and love, loves me. And that's the way he loves you. No different. He hasn't got any favourites. From the baddest of us to the goodest. Sorry, some English going on there. <clears throat> From the baddest to the goodest, God loves us. We haven't done anything bad enough for him to stick out his nose and turn away like some people have done to you or to me because you've done something wrong. Think about that. Man, I'm enjoying this. Is this how you're enjoying this? Yeah. You're feeling like, I can't wait, I need to worship God, I need to know a bit more about him. I need to be able to win on this hands to know, well, that's a sign of surrender, first and foremost. We lift our hands up, and there's lots of other ways we worship, and we'll get to that next week. But that surrender, that saying, man, you're God, and I'm loved by you. They couldn't do this in the Old Testament, you know, because they'd go, whack, do as you're told, stay there for, for an hour. 
between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock, you stay there and say whatever you're going to say, and then after an hour, you'll be alright. Till 9 o'clock the next day. Other face have to pray three times a day, facing the place where they've got to go. They, they run to a load of words that don't even know what they're under, the saying, because they just have to say a load of things. And they've got no assurance that they're ever going to go and visit heaven, just pop in. We're going to live there. It's where we belong. Well, it's where we belong. That was a very polite amen, that was. <coughs> I mean, listen, if I gave you £5,000 now, right, you'd jump out your shoes, wouldn't you? Okay, well, 10. 15? She said try. Put it in perspective what I'm talking to you about. Put it into perspective. When we're here and we're, we're, we're thanking God. We're worshipping him. And that worship is, is affecting the way we live. It's affecting the way we talk. It's affecting the choices we make. It's, we don't, God loves you so much, he doesn't want to let anyone treat you like a pig. You don't want to treat yourself like you're worth nothing. Because God values you. And that in itself should be enough for you to want to value you. And then what happens? You value yourself, you feel better, and realise God values me. What can come the ends? Don't be ashamed and afraid. Don't let the boy next door or the girl on the left stop you from lifting your hands and thanking God, saying, Whoa! Saviour, healer, Messiah, Lord. I want to worship you. I want to worship you. Teach me, teach me, teach me. The dictionary says, worship is homage or service paid to a deity. Deity to God. Homage or service. Adoration of or devotion to a person or thing. To idolise or regard with adoration. To take part in an act of worship. Well, we're doing that now. We've done that earlier. And in fact, the very reason why we leave our lives in our homes on a Sunday and break the cycle and come out and meet together in front of the worshippers. We just want to get to the body and worship. Although our lives should encompass that too. In our homes. Um, there was a one of the I'm trying to think of the guys now. He's a very well-known writer of the hymns. He used to ride around Britain on a horse. And he, I think his wife had 12 children, right? And she used to sit there doing stuff in the kitchen. All the kids are buzzing around. 
I've got in a few contacts like that, trust me. But anyway, that's another story. And what the kids were taught to do, as soon as mum puts that tea towel over her head, you better leave her alone. Leave her be. And that's what happened. She'd put the tea towel over her face, and that's where she'd find her quiet time. That's where she'd worship. That's where she'd start talking to God. And the kids would know. She's a nightmare when she don't get it. <clears throat> and Joe said in jest, when we don't worship, when we don't give our time, when we don't think about it, we degenerate. We go back to the way we were. Slowly. Slowly. Don't even notice it at first. There are people who used to come to church here, rave about Jesus. They're not here tonight. They're doing other things that have been made more purposeful. Because if you make a hole in your life that God used to have and he's not in there, the will to put something in there, in its place, and you will be sidetracked, hoodwinked, deceived, any way you want to call it, and you will be focused on doing something else rather than loving him. So it's a serious piece of... I'm going to listen to this on the tape. Because I'm saying lots of things I've got, not got written down. Do you know what I mean? They just come out. Because God's talking. God's in me and he's talking to me. God's in me talking to me. Because I don't know what I'm saying sometimes. And that's the truth. I say I'm better than I've got all my plan stuff. Because we've got to go to this gym. We've got to build our spiritual muscles up. Because someone, when someone grabs you and says, Right, didn't you believe me? What's all that? Where are you all that? Because there's a bunch of people who claim to be Christians over there. And I might be wrong with it. Are you wrong? What are you going to say? I'm not saying Satan, eh? There's a story about um, a prayer meeting taking place. I've said this on several occasions over the years. And they're all there praising and worshipping in prayer. And the doors get kicked down and three soldiers walk in with machine guns. I said, right, we're looking for the Christians. Where are they? And out of the X amount of people that were in that room, three or four of them said, it's us, it's us. And they grab these people and take them out and shut the doors. I walk down the road saying nothing and suddenly these soldiers start taking off the pants, dropping the guns, dropping them aside, moving away says, you're the people who mean business, you're the real Christians. We are going to stand up for what we believe. And that's what we go to the gym for too. That's why we're studying here too. So we can know what we believe. So we can be spiritually strong, so we can chew on the meat and not be babes and have milk all the time. So that what we believe costs us something. So that what we believe costs us something. Our faith, although the gift of life came through, 
He cost Jesus his life. Real man, real death, real punishment, real pain. He didn't look like a man. He was messed up. He was sin in persona. Absolute mess. So that we can take the freedom of this life. And it's, you can, we can smile about it. It's, it's fantastic news. Because it's not fantastic news if you've got your home here in the world system. If, if this is where you're setting all your treasure up and filling up your barn. If you're filling up the barn in this world, then it's pretty bad news, I think. Because where the Bible says is where your treasure is. Sam, there your heart will be also. What you value, you worship, you care for. What you give your attention to, you empower. You empower. And when you give your attention to this, the Word, when you give your attention to learning about Him, to wanting to be thankful and lifting your hands and worshipping, then you empower Him in you. And when you empower Him in you, you empower you. Not so we can be beheaded, because Jesus said, I've come to serve. That's the King of, the king of Kings bowing down and washing feet and caring. That's God showing how powerful He is, bending down, washing, caring, loving, rolling his sleeves up and doing what? And there is a time when we're up there. There is a time. God wants us filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. I know some of you don't know anything about that yet. And that's, this is another dimension that you need as Christians. And then when we do into worship and we start speaking in tongues, and it's you don't have to be eloquent, you can just go with the flow. Literally. My wife used to think it was Hebrew. Doc used to think it was Hebrew. We were all talking in Hebrew. Right? Man, it's some of the funniest Hebrew in my life. But Colossians 3.3 According to this Die and your true, real life is hidden in Christ in God. According to this world, the moment we give Jesus our life, we die. It says all things are passed away, the old nature is gone, our connection with this world has disappeared, the very core of our being isn't there anymore. The very thing that made us a sinner has disappeared. And suddenly we become sanctified, glorified, justified, and belong to God, heaven bound, priest and king. It's all in the word. So scripture said scripture. Well, you've had them before now.
you alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all, the host of heaven worships you. Only, only true God. And Jesus is the way and is here with us tonight. He's here. If you've accepted Jesus, he's in you. When you go home, and I hope you ponder and sometimes think about what's said on Sundays at church. You can always go and listen to this recording again on iTunes or on the website. But action yourself. Action yourself. Yeah, pretty good, Rich. Action yourself. Come on. Not just, you know, some people say, man, the church is, you've got them, I used to go on a Sunday, but man, you can debate it Wednesday sometimes. And perhaps sometimes on a Friday, what's going on? Well, if you're not going to be thinking about God on a daily basis, and at least X amount of time every day, you're missing it somewhere. Because you're, you're just not going to get it. Because you, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, man, I've got to get the money. Man, I need the money. There's your treasure. Man, I need, I need, I need the things. I mean, I used to be CD mad. Love CD. I had to go and buy some CDs every week, man. Did. Some I just give them away sometimes. But I just have to get them anyway. But I don't need to do that. Do you know, we're all, we're not, we're not spotless. You're not spotless. I'm not spotless. And I never will be, but in the eyes of God, he's made me righteous. We're on a, we're on a journey that's going to take us into an opportunity in our life. Make the most of God. Make the most of God. Oh. Should we just pray? Father, I thank you and I praise you for your words and the seed that's come out from my mouth. I pray, Lord God, that we'll take your word, what's spoken, we'll take it thoughtfully and consider the truth that you are will consider the identity that you've made us that we belong to you and you, you love us so very passionately help us in these coming days to be aware of the things we do in our lives that won't bring glory to your name.
that won't be helpful to us, that won't be helpful to our family maybe, but Lord, that we would grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And He, by the Spirit and the Word, will direct our path in the days and months and years ahead. I give you praise. I worship you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And the church says, Amen. 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 Amen.